0: It's not like any other podcast coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. So, um, actually, has to do with. So this is a a, a gift I got. one of my guys this is a for monopoly it's the boardwalk property card and uh, I like to hang these things up in my office by the way Um, so thank you very much Nick for that that's terrific thank you and of course I got Park Place too you see I got Park Place and that's been back here too so Uh, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. And it has a lot to do with what you're asking me, uh, because it has to do with really the most important part of owning real estate. So when you're playing Monopoly, what is it that you want to do? What's the goal there? The goal is to really own as much property as you can, right? Um, But what's really behind the property? What's really behind it? equity, right, equity, and owning the asset. So owning the asset and owning as many of those assets that are gonna continue to give you, you know, equity, Uh, just like Boardwalk and Park Place. I mean, you wanna own, yeah, there's a lot of lessons here, the best property, the best locations, we can go over all that, but it really comes down to what a lot of investors miss. and it's really about equity which really means it's all about the balance sheet okay now that sounds boring it sounds like cfo stuff you know um and it's a lot of it's really stuff that a lot of people don't really want to talk about or get involved in because it's boring and a lot of you know it is it's boring it's numbers it's you know balance sheet it's equity what you own, what you, you know, but at the end of the day, it's really the most important part of all of this. Um, and in, in an ironic kind of way, being as aligned to boardwalk and park place as you can possibly be is really the key to success in investing, especially when it comes to real estate and especially when it comes to multifamily. Uh, let me tell you a mistake a lot of investors make. <clears throat> um, a lot of them. So let me, uh, let me put it to you this way. Why do you think a lot of apartment syndicators, we'll call them, and, and I've got partnerships too. So you could technically call me a syndicator, I guess. Um, why do you think a lot of apartment property syndicators, multifamily syndicators offer what they call a preferred return? Why do you think that's the case? Well, the main reason is um, it's because on its own performance, on the property's own merit, especially in the beginning stages of owning it, it's not going to give you much, if any, kind of return. And so the main reason to offer a preferred return is to entice investors, maybe like you, okay, to invest in the property where ordinarily on its own merits, it won't really hit your rate of return targets or what you think the property should be hitting in terms of rate of return, in terms of income and cash flow. That's really the main reason. It's really an enticement tool. So preferred return is really an enticement tool to get you involved in their deal now i don't do preferred returns never have i never will because i think the property should stand on its own merits the returns the income the cash flow and pretty sure we'll talk about here actually we'll talk about it now um the preferred returns and i mean The property should stand on its own return and its own performance, not on some fake kind of performance that substitutes how well the property is going to do. And that's what a preferred return is. So I have uh, a lot of my um, contemporaries uh, make fun of me, uh, scratch their head. Uh, I mean, I've been on podcasts before before and the um you know the the person running the podcast you, that is the host will be at will ask me so what is your what's your preferred rate of return typically what's your methodology what's your waterfall they'll call it what what is it um and in addition to that i'll have people all the time investors you know a lot like you guys will say will get in touch with me and say hey <clears throat> what should i be thinking of as far as preferred return and and etc how do you calculate it and how do you come up with yours and all these kind of questions well i personally think it's bullshit because it's smoking mirrors is what it is in my opinion because all it really is it's enticement to get people involved in the deal with the hopes that there'll be a bigger payoff right at the end of the day that will entice them to be involved in the deal in the first place. Because on its own merits, standing on its own, it looks like shit in a lot of cases. Now, let me make sure I make a really important important point about this that really kind of differentiates it though. So I prefer, I prefer a property that on its own balance sheet. Right, balance sheet now just as a review balance sheet is basically at the end of the day assets right how much is the property worth what do we have in operating accounts what do we have in leases you know what's it worth less what are our liabilities how much is our mortgage how much is our due to people if we got uh, that Um, if we got any ars out there you know how much are those and then at the end of the day it's really assets Less liabilities, AR by the way is accounts receivable. Okay, so assets less our liabilities equals really the net worth. Or you know another way to think of it is your personal net worth. How much do you own? Okay, how much are all your assets worth less your liabilities, and that's your net worth. It's the same thing when it comes to real estate, especially properties. And this is a balance sheet. So every property needs to have a strong ass balance sheet, or. Or where I'm differentiating again is it's not so much about what you're going to get in checks. Okay. What's the cash flow going to be? It's important. Yes. Income's important. Cash on cash is important. Of course it is. I'm not saying it's not. But the most important thing is the damn balance sheet. Okay. Now, that's the most important thing. But a lot of people miss it. A lot of people are interested in these, these, but they're not interested at all in this. Because it's boring, um, you know. I'll worry about it later. Uh, I want to just talk about the checks, right? Well, that is exactly the opposite way you should be thinking about it. That's the opposite way you should be thinking. You should be thinking, how do I get the balance sheet as fricking big and as impressive as I possibly can? Not as how can I get my cash flow checks as impressive as I possibly can even though both are very important. This is more important. A lot of guys miss this, because this is where the wealth is built. This is it, the balance sheet. It's not in your monthly checks. Your monthly checks is just like a job. Your job gives you pretty much a monthly check, business you own gives you check, okay? But it's the equity, it's the balance sheet of the business, of the properties that is where the rubber meets the road. That's it important, more freaking important. Okay. So, um, again, back to preferred returns. Uh, I think it's smoke and mirrors and it's enticement to get people involved in their deal because on its own merits, especially in the beginning, it looks not very impressive. Now, here's the point I want to make. I've been involved in many projects, where at the very beginning, it didn't look very good. (laughs) Okay? It didn't. Um, But realistically, and I want to use the term realistically, we can take the property from looking like a real loser, okay, to a real winner. And we've done that. We've done that many times, okay? But here's my point. I'm the guy that will tell you at the very beginning that, hey, it's going to be a rough couple of years, okay, Uh, because we're going to go based on performance, not on any fake kind of metrics, not on any kind of smoke and mirrors to um, pacify you and entice you with a really good return while we're doing all this shit to the property then we'll go ahead and we'll make our money. That's not what I'm about. What I'm about is, hey guys, we're going on performance. We're going on how good we, how good we are at what we do. We're gonna go on how good, in some cases, maybe our board of directors is. We're gonna go on that, okay? And then we're gonna, those are our marching orders, and we're gonna move forward, and we're, here's, here's our plan. We're gonna take the property from here, and we're gonna get it to here. Here's how long we think it's going to take. Here's where we think the bumps are going to be in the road. Here's how we think it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, it's going to be based on performance, actual, real performance. Okay? And you're either with us and you're going to ride that wave up to the good times, down to the bad times. We're going to to go ahead and we're going to capitalize to take all of this into account as much as we can. But that's what we're going to do, okay, with the thought in mind that three, five, seven years, whatever, 10, whatever it is, this balance sheet is where the rubber meets the road, and this is where we make our money and our returns. It's not on you getting a 6% or 7% preferred return. It's not on that. All that is is a loan. That's what that is. That preferred return is a loan from you at 7% interest to do what they think they want to do. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's the way that I do. I don't prefer to do it that way. I think it's smoke and mirrors, and I think it's enticement to... Prop up the property and put it in a better light than what it probably really is. And even if it's not a really good property in the very beginning, fine with me. I'm good with that. As long as we can get it realistically to a point where it's really operating at maximum capacity. But we're going to do this on performance. We're not going to do this on hopes and, you know, we're not going to do it that way. Um, And a lot of people do. And I get crap about it from a lot of folks that I don't do it that way. And I get a lot of weird looks and head scratches. Well, what, what do you mean? You, you don't have a waterfall or you just you, you do it based on how well the, the, the property does. Yeah, I thought that's kind of the way to do it. <laughs> okay. Plus, it's a hell of a lot easier to have conversations with, with guys like you saying, hey, this quarter, here's kinda what's happened. Um, we've had a great quarter. We did this and this and this, we had a great quarter. You know, Here's what the income looks like. Here's what our balance sheet at the end of the quarter looks like. Okay, here are your checks at the end of the quarter. And here's why your checks are where they are and why our performance was where it was, based on performance. And sometimes I'm having conversations where I'm also like, well, we had a shitty quarter. Wasn't good. Um, so, as I'm recording this right now, and as you guys were having this conversation, we've had, so I'm doing this in February, we've had a ton of snow. We're going to have negative 40 below wind chills in the next few days. We're going to be hemorrhaging money for snow removal, property damage, freezing pipes, you know, that shit's just going to happen. So, I can tell you the first quarter report. The checks, the report on the, you know, it's not going to be that impressive. It's going to be even a little painful. But that's the way it is. That's how it goes. We're going to have some quarters where we're freaking heroes. We're going to have other quarters like this last quarter. We're like, oh, man, weather just kicked our ass. Okay. But that's the way it should be. I think not oh well here's your seven percent no matter what the hell happens there's only so much runway that that handles because at the end sometime you're going to run out of runway by doing it that way um again i don't i'm not saying it's wrong uh you know somebody likes to do that if they've had success doing that fine that's great i just don't do it that way and i don't think It should be done that way but that's just my way of doing business um but let's come full circle because it's important because that's that you know we we kind of talked about let's get back to boardwalk for a second because remember you don't want to get in your head it's all about either preferred return or cash flow it's about the freaking balance sheet that's where the money is made That's where the wealth is made, is in the boring balance sheet. So ideally, you want a great balance sheet and you want really good checks. Ideally, that's what you want. Um, And in many cases, you can get that. But that's really what you want. You don't want to be convinced or you don't want to make the mistake that it's all about the preferred return. And then hopefully something else happens later. You want to be thinking, even if, even if you like the project, even if you like what you, what, what you may be getting involved in, that's fine, but you want to make sure you're looking behind the scenes at what else is going on to really get that going because you certainly don't want to be in a position where it's propped up and you find out a few years later, it's pretty much propped up. Okay. That's really the main point is this is where the strength is at is balance sheet. These are good, um, and the wealth is really made in owning Boardwalk, okay? Not cashing checks from Boardwalk, and I hope you, you, you understand the difference there. And the last thing I'll say about this: this goes for no matter how sophisticated of an investor you are. So whether I'm buying my first four-unit property. Um, i'm getting involved in my first partnership deal um, syndication um whether i'm buying a 24-unit property the fundamentals that i've just talked about are the same with balance sheet and income it's the same thing um, and so as you're doing your analysis as you're um considering options because there's a lot of options out there to consider uh that's really what you want to be thinking of is that uh, because at the end of the day what are you going to want to do when is your biggest cash flow it's when you sell it's when you sell that's where the wealth is is when you sell along the way but then when you sell maybe it's early maybe it's when everybody else sells maybe it's when you refinance I don't know when that is For a lot of people, it's different. But the wealth is made, that is when your biggest cash flow is. Okay? All right. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garminblog.com.